0: welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. I'm Sonny alongside Cranky Grapes. <laughs> yes. Tara Hoke Shiro.
1: Hey guys, welcome back.
0: Cranky Grapes.
1: I am Cranky Grapes. It's hot out here.
0: Yeah, so we had to, uh, we set <laughs> up, I did all the work, she looked in the mirror, Okay, and right then... Down. We went down to get some beverages. Now, I don't know about you, but it's kind of getting a little crazy with all the safety stuff, which I don't blame, but it's just, it just gets crazy. So I'm sitting there at uh, the coffee place where I got my peach tea, and everybody's got a mask on. And then there's plexiglass, like mm-hmm. thick plexiglass. And then the music's blaring, and the lady behind the counter is trying to ask me questions. I can't hear what she's saying, so I'm just making stuff up. And she's looking at me funny, and I'm looking <laughs> at her funny. And I'm like, "What's going on? Just you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Did you get my order?" And then she's saying something about size, and I don't, you know, and of course it's not small, medium, large. It's like you know all this other like weird names like bente, latte, and grande. And I'm like, I don't, I don't. Frequent this yeah, place much, yeah. so I don't know what your sizes are. Just what's give me your largest. And so anyway, so it's going round and round. And then the the, the kicker is with the logistics of trying to be safer, actually keeps me in the store longer. Because I'm having to talk to them more. <laughs> and so finally I think what she was saying and I don't know if you have that experience, but it seems to be happening more than just uh coffee shops. Like I've been into fast food restaurants and places like that, and the plexiglass, or, or like the convenience store. I went to the convenience store the other night to get a Monster Energy drink, and the guy had his mask on, and then he had a plexiglass thing, I mean like thick plexiglass, like bank robber protection safety glass. Right,
1: right. And then,
0: okay, you know how they have the um, barcode? Yes. Okay, if you go to, I don't know if you go to the, the Targets, but you used to be able to take that... Device, the wand, wand and and bring it to your item. Yes. So he had the device, the wand, but instead he picks up my item, Uh. brings it to the wand to beep, and then give it back to me. It's like, why don't you just bring the wand to that and then you didn't have to touch anything? Right. So all this stuff is getting crazy. (laughs) But anyway, so I'm ordering my beverage, the point of the story, my tirade. (laughs) Um, And so I'm ordering my beverage, and I think she wanted to know like a name. Okay. So I just threw out some name, Bill, whatever. Because uh, he put it on your, your glass, right? Or your cup, supposedly. So I got me thinking to the old days when people would have a name that they would put. Did you ever have a name? But well, you don't frequent much. Do you? I, I like, don't. Do you, have a, do you have like a name that you put for orders so when they call it out?
1: I just use my name. Oh, use your name? I, I, yeah, I don't get into all that. But see, he even screwed yeah. it up
0: because he, <laughs> he called said you, it wrong. Yeah. He called you Tara.
1: Right. Right. and so I did Tara, spell it i did spell it i said i that's the thing that i don't i usually say terra t a r a
0: so how do they normally spell it if they spell it wrong
1: t e r r a h or never once r a
0: t e r r a h
1: we are going to get dive bombed by that bird going yeah going because terra or t e r a
0: Tara. I can, see that. I can see Because that.
1: people think that T-A-R-A is Tara. Right. But it's either. It's no. both.
0: But anyway, so so years ago, I had a name. Marmadelia.
1: That's what you told That's them? That's what I told people. And you made them spell that? Yes. Oh, God. And so, so And mean. so when they would
0: call out Marmadelia, then I'd know it was me. <laughs> and so I'd go up and get my beverage. And then most of the time, they could never pronounce it anyway, so then I wouldn't know they were calling me. Right. They'd be Mama Dia. Or something, whatever.
1: I was in an airport, and at a at a coffee shop in the airport, and there were lot. It was an international airport, and so there were lots of um, foreign names. And the lady was yelling out this name, and she wasn't pronouncing it right. And the lady, the customer, was standing right there, not acknowledging oh, right, yeah. because it was so botched. Right. She didn't understand how to, like, you know, like the Marmozea thing. And so, and we're all like looking around, like, where are like, Get your drink so we can get our drink.
0: Well, it's funny because you would think something as simple as son would work, but it doesn't. And so that's why I originally, or like if I go to a restaurant, they ask for your name. They put in your name. I always give them a different name uh, because they never get it right. And then I'm sitting there kind of that same thing. They botch it and you're just sitting there like, oh, me? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so that's why I give them some. And then I try to give them something so distinct that it just is entertaining.
1: Right. And are so, you mean? Yeah. Are you one of those mean people that make them say um, crass um, words or no, phrases? No, I don't say or, Ben Dover. Yeah. No,
0: I don't <laughs> say my name is Ben Dover. No, I'm doing that. No.
1: No. It's so mean.
0: That's why I just pick up something like Marmadelia or something, and yeah. then they and then they have to try to say that, and then I get a kick out of it, and then I know it's me anyways, because who else? And there's going to be something, anything close to that. Nobody. Oh, yeah. Nobody. Um, Nobody. But so, yeah. And so, uh, I don't know. I thought that was just kind of...
1: You should say the great. Just wear I your could. shirt. Oh, that's true. Just I could with the great, the great, the because great. Because who else would be?
0: That's true. Ordering
1: a drink with the name of the great. That's
0: true. I could do that. That might be my new one now. The great, the great. That's what they say, yeah, mm-hmm. just like that. And then eventually, the great will grow into a symbol.
1: Yes. You
0: know, like Prince had the a prince, symbol, yep. and then you become a, and then your legendary status once you get to become the symbol. There you go. So I need to come up with the symbol. There you go. But so, anyways, we are here. So that so that's the. Uh, the pre-show story of the day <laughs> but so we're here at the uh, kyoto gardens again if you were with us last week we were here talking about zen and now we're here again today we came back and um going to talk about some other things but um it's in downtown la at the double tree little tokyo is actually where it's at we'd like to thank david and his staff for allowing us to come out yet again and let us broadcast from here. And uh, the Kyoto Gardens is a place where you can just kind of come. It's like a Japanese-style garden designed by a designer from Kyoto, Japan. And it has a waterfall, and it has a a brook or a little stream, and has some other waterfalls. that. uh, It's just really peaceful, really, is Mm -hmm. what it is. And it's really nice. And and so that's where we are broadcasting from today in downtown Los Angeles. Which brings me to, is there anything – because before COVID, I used to come downtown a lot – it started about a year ago when I went to New Orleans, and I discovered in New Orleans that they had a lot of rooftop bars.
1: Mm, I love rooftop yes. bars.
0: And it was great because there's so one fun. we went to, and there, you could overlook the Superdome, and then there's another one. And all you do, because in New Orleans, everything is flat. Mm-hmm. Unlike here in L.A., we've got the foothills and other places where you've got hills. And you could another one you could just see forever. It was just as flat as the eye could see. Mm-hmm. So when I came back during the fall of 2019 and stuff pre COVID, that's what I was doing. I was hitting all the rooftop bars and mm-hmm. checking them out again because I kind of lost interest in downtown. But so, I kinda fun. Really... so that's one of the things I do miss is the uh, downtown rooftop bars, especially like on the summer nights,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, when it's really cool. Yes. So is there anything that you have been missing?
1: You from know, COVID. Yeah. Um, it's, it's weird to say work um but it's not really work it's more like playtime so i have said before um or i've told you before that i've done a lot of um been on a lot of tv shows and and a movie and um doing background work like an extra so uh, you were gonna say (laughs) i'll say weren't
0: you the douche bag on uh superstore or something like the double douche i was or something yeah superstore (laughs) i remember that because i remember watching that and i saw you in the background i'm like wait and then it didn't click because i think this was before we were working together and then you posted again yeah. on social media some of your uh, pictures i'm like it's yes. a double douche yes um,
1: yes that was me because um so coming down here to downtown la it reminded me this morning when when we were driving down here it's like oh my gosh it's been i used to come down here downtown to for filming a lot we filmed a lot of shows down here um and so I miss it. I miss being on set. I miss, you know, the whole thing about, um, you know, filming or whatever. And the um, Superstore episode, um, they were asking us to do things and I was not cooperating, not cooperating at all. And so it was the episode where the two, I don't even know the, their names, but the two main characters, you know, on right, the, yeah. the, 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 I guess they're managers now or something. They went to this – they had gotten promoted, and they went to this manager's convention, right? And Mm -hmm. so we had it set up to make it look like a convention center, and there were, like, booths, like, trade booths around. And the two main characters were going to the different booths and trying out – it was kind of some sort of, like, a technology or um, some sort of trade show that all the um, superstore managers were attending, the district managers. And so they were asking us – you know, the extras, the background – we were supposed to be – doing the different things, you know, like trying on the clothes or, you know, whatever. And they they asked us to dance and they were pulling different people out of, they're saying, okay, now it's your turn. Cause they were, the cameras were turning in different angles and they would say, okay, you two, you two, you come over and dance. And then they would turn the cameras and say, okay, you guys come over. And so pretty soon there was like 20 of us that they had chosen at different intervals to fill the dance. Um, cause it was like a earphone thing that they were selling or something, and I didn't cooperate. I'm like, I do not want to stand there and dance. Okay, that's my job. That I'm supposed to do whatever they ask you to do. I, I'm like, I'm not having this. And so I started doing the Elaine, you know, from Seinfeld. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like doing the like the jerky moves and doing this whole thing. Well, the camera guy was cracking up. He was laughing. And I saw him at the corner of my eye, like, like motion somebody over. Um, and nobody came up and told me to stop, but they switched the angle so that I was out of frame. Oh, did they really? <laughs> so they, they let me stay. They're like, okay, she's going to do the Elaine, whatever. They couldn't even use the shot that they were... Technically, they should have come over and said, hey, can you dance normal? But they didn't do that. So they moved, they adjusted the camera unbeknownst to all of us, but just enough so that I was out of frame so that you could... And the two main characters were sitting at the bar, and we were behind them. So then when I watched the show back right. they i guess because i had been such a nuisance that they made me into the triple douche right okay and so the two characters were like um having this conversation they were like oh this trade show is lame that guy's a douche that guy's a douche that girl over there she's a triple douche and then there's my face on the screen i'm like oh okay okay Oh, My claim funny. to fame. Yeah, it was very funny. So, so I'm sure that they were
0: that's, well, annoyed see. with
1: me, and so they made me the triple douche. But
0: see, that's comedy right there. It's hilarious. I mean, that's just like on the spot. You can't write yeah. that comedy. No, no. It was
1: something not planned. That comes up, no. Yeah? It, it was not planned at all. It was hilarious.
0: That's when you know you got something good is when it's that good and it doesn't – it's not planned. Right. You know, I've worked on radio shows where it's gotten to the point where it's like – uh, sometimes our shows are that way. We, you know, we, we don't plan. It just happens. Mm-hmm. But, uh, there's been times where I've been on radio shows like the sports talk radio, loose cannons when I was working on their show. We got to the point one year that, uh, probably for about two years where it just took a life of its own and you just couldn't script it. You know, it just took a life on its mm-hmm. own mm-hmm. and it was so much fun. And so that is, when you get to that point, then you know, you've got something good. Mm-hmm. What show did you enjoy working the most? Cause I know you were on like criminal minds.
1: I was I on Criminal Minds, and that episode has aired several times, actually. I was on the um. And you're plane, not the airplane. corpse? No, I was not the corpse, but I was on the airplane that crashed. So then there was a bunch of extras that were playing the dead bodies um, for the after the plane crashed. I was on NCIS. I was on... Um, oh, gosh, do you know my recall memory? Okay, so I'm like... My, my perimenemoz is kicking in. I have no zero memory right now.
0: So if you want to know <laughs> what teeth. show she's are on, you can go to her Instagram, <laughs> at Tara Hoke Shiro, T-A-R-A. There's
1: a bunch of and them. And there's
0: a, a highlights. You have yes, a highlight, right? I have a highlight. And they're all on her highlights. I
1: think it's called As Seen on TV or yeah. TV shows or Seen on TV something on my bubble, my, my little bubble on yeah. Instagram. There's a ton. I, can, I mean, I can see them all in my mind right now, but...
0: But those are the three that stuck out because I watched all three. Uh, NCIS, Criminal Minds, and uh, Superstore. Yes. And uh, like I said, the Superstore one didn't connect until I saw it on your story or you posted. I'm like, oh, that's right. You're the triple douche. Yes. And so anyway, so that's interesting. The backstory to that. So did and I they
1: miss it? Yeah. Go ahead. Did, oh
0: no. Uh, so if they go back to taping, you think you'll get called back? Will you be? Will you be? See, I'll be able to go back to Rooftop Bars. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, will you be able to go back to Extra Inn?
1: Yes, because they need people all ages. Well, actually, we're talking about things that, you know, have been changing. Um, It's up in the air right Mm -hmm. now. Because they, can I go back? Yes, because they need all ages, all ethnicities, you know. So I've been on set with 90-year-old women before. Okay. Because they need, you know, all ages. Um, So, yeah, I could go back. But there's a big to-do right now about... Filming in Hollywood because the crew is so close together. The hair and the makeup people are right on top of you. Um, I don't know how they're going to keep. And then the background people, there's sometimes there's two or three background or there's 200, depending on if it's a wedding or a funeral or a restaurant scene or, you know, they just have to have people to fill the room. So obviously you can't wear a mask and do that six feet apart and, Keep everybody safe. There is some filming going on right now, but not a lot.
0: Yeah, I thought I read something similar or read something uh, somewhere uh, recently that said that Hollywood was getting the go-ahead mm-hmm. to start production mm-hmm. again. You know, what does that
1: mean? So they did get the go-ahead, um, and, but I watched the chatter on the because I'm in um, SAG and I'm in a couple of Facebook groups or whatever for industry people, and I've been watching some of the chatter, and um, there, are, there have been some – music videos that people have been doing and some smaller productions some of the safety precautions are good some of them not so good some of them are making you sign a non-disclosure so you don't tell yeah you know it's a but there's not a lot of the main stuff hasn't unless they unless they're doing smaller scenes with not a lot of people and they can figure out how to distance but it's a It's a big problem.
0: So now when you were not cooperating on the (laughs) set of Superstore, it's actually a hilarious episode. It's actually pretty funny. It is funny. Uh, But when you are, um, that's that's my one show. Like you mentioned the names. I watch the show all the time, but I don't. It's my veg show. Mm. I don't recommend watching it, to be honest. Uh, I mean, it, it, I don't make recommendations. So it's not yeah. that it's a bad show, Because I just don't make recommendations. So if you say, oh, someone watches it. I'm going to watch it. Don't. Uh, <laughs> make, you, make up your own mind. But I watch it because it's just completely hilarious. Um, and it's my veg show. Where I get the 30 yeah. minutes just to check out and just laugh and whatever. Yeah. Um, but so did they – so when you were not cooperating and they just cut you out of the, the scene – Did they come back and like reprimand you, forgive you? Did they, what did they do? Just nothing?
1: Usually they will say something to you. Like, you know, because background are notorious for not behaving. And I, we have talked about it before. I'm very compliant. Like I try really hard to, you know, you you have to be very humble to work as a background on a set. Because you just do what you're told. If they tell you to stand in one place for six hours, then that's what you do. Like you, you just have to do what you're told, right? You would not survive in that job at all. You would not... Ha- <laughs> that would That's not, why I don't That do would it. not be the job for you. So typically they would, you know, um, say something to you depending on the set. But this one... And I I usually don't... Like, I'm very well-behaved on set. But that day I was like, ah. Uh. So doing the Elaine... So they didn't come up and say, don't do the Elaine... Because, you know, it's a very... Right. You, it's like... It's her trade, you know. Right. It's Elaine Bennis trademark. So um, I don't know if I... if. No, they didn't come up to me and say anything. They just laughed. I could see them snickering in the background and then they just kind of turned the camera and then they got back at me for, you know, turning me into the triple (laughs) D.
0: So if you're well-behaved on set there, why aren't you well-behaved here?
1: Um, Because I don't feel like it. Mm,
0: Okay. So they didn't uh, (laughs) reprimand you or anything like that. So could you take... So the question is getting into what we're going to talk about because it's a perfect segue. So could you take that approach to life, if someone does something that they're not supposed to to you, does something wrong to you, whatever, mm-hmm. can you take that same approach and just put them out of your life? Or is it something that needs to be addressed? So, for example, someone does something wrong. Okay, So we're, we're basically in an age right now with this COVID that all kinds of stuff is going on. And people are arguing with people. People are fighting with people. People are disagreeing with people. You've got uh, social media people unfriending everybody, mm-hmm. and you've got even friends—you mm-hmm. know, probably good friends that have been together for a long time. Uh, we've talked in the last episode about you know domestic abuse going on and all this stuff. So when it comes to forgiveness on the set of a TV uh, <laughs> show, and you're an extra, they can just cut you off.
1: They yeah, absolutely—they will cut you out of the scene. But they will not call you back. They in, will. In do real life, you can't do that. Right.
0: So, how then do we approach forgiving somebody that, in a healthy way, that has done us something wrong? Maybe so much so to the point that we really don't like them anymore, or they really offended us, or really hurt us, or did something. More severe than just call me a name or, or uh, you know disassociate from me uh, with social media. So what's what can how can we go about doing that if we can't just turn the camera and put them out of our life? <laughs> get lives? them out of frame. Yes, get them out of frame. Get out of frame. <laughs> Retaliate. Unfriend.
1: You are a triple douche. That <laughs> was so funny. Um, you know, I, I just had a conversation the other day about this, and it seems to be a confusing thing like how do we know when to set boundaries how do we know when we need to forgive how do we know when we need to um cut somebody you know out of our life and, and distance ourselves from them if they're not healthy and it seems like we have a a difficult time deciding like you know where that line is um and how much we should put up with and a lot of times when we're in the scenario it's hard to see you know and then until later and then it's like oh my gosh you know um i should have not have been friends with them a long time ago. So the line of like apologies, um, changing the behavior, setting boundaries, forgiveness, that's all, it's kind of a case by case, but there's kind of like a structure to it too, so that you know.
0: See, because there's been times where people have done something wrong Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and the assumption is you forgive, you forget and, you don't change behavior. So, for example, somebody does something to me, I forgive and forget, but I still hang out with them. When in actuality, it could be even healthier and better to forgive. You don't forget because you want to learn the lesson. Now, you don't hold the grudge against them, but you don't want to forget it because mm-hmm. you want you know mm-hmm. to keep that lesson that, hey, there's you know, trust issues, whatever. And then you might have to walk away from them mm-hmm. and disassociate. Actually, then cut them out of the scene of your life because yeah. that's the healthier way to approach it.
1: Yeah, and we have a hard time doing that because sometimes it's family. Sometimes it's a friend that we've been friends with for a long time. It's like, oh, I don't want to just abandon them or I don't want to, you know, just cut them out of my life. And we think that that's a horrible thing. But if there's, if it's not, if it's destructive, like there's a person that I keep my distance with because they lie. And I don't like that. Like, just tell me, like, I, there's been a couple of things that they've done that um, I know is a flat-out, you know, bold face, bold face lie. They just completely cover cover it up. And and I'm thinking, okay, I didn't need them to do X, Y, and Z. I totally get their the position that they're in. I could care less about you know that they're in this position. That's not what I wanted from them. I was just wanting the relationship. I wasn't wanting you know, these other um, things, but they felt bad that they couldn't provide it. And so they lied about it, made up all kinds of excuses about why they couldn't, you know, provide this. And I wasn't even asking them to provide it in the first place. So, and it wasn't the thing that they were trying to provide, you know, the gift. It was the fact that they lied about it. That's the part. So I'm like, I can't, like, I can't trust this person if they're going to manipulate the truth. Like if you can't, like if there is, if there's, a gift or that you're going to be somewhere or whatever or something just be honest and say like I can't afford it I can't I you know I don't want to participate in that I'm I'm late because you know whatever or I just didn't feel like answering the email like I don't care what it is what the real answer is but if I know like I know they lied and I'm like okay so I cannot be close to that person I don't I just don't tell me, you know, tell me the truth. And so I will keep a a safe distance, you know, from that person and not let them, I think we talked about before, like the circles, like you'll have like your inner circle and then on the bullseye, like there's that next ring and that next ring and that next ring. And they are not getting any closer until they prove over time that they're not going to behave that way anymore. But if, um, so yeah, so I kind of hold a, there's certain things that are deal breakers for me. That's one of them because that, that means that they don't trust me with the truth. They don't trust me to, and maybe there's something that I need to do that is safe, you know, for them to have the truth. But, um, that, yeah, that's kind of a deal breaker. So when we talk about, well, yeah, i well, no, so,
0: Yeah, so, okay, a couple, uh, few episodes ago, we were talking about values. Yeah. And I made the comment that, you know, sometimes we value things in people, like honesty, but yet we don't give that to them. True. Okay, so what we value isn't necessarily what we're going to conduct our lives with. Mm-hmm. And so you valuing honesty is important. So what if then someone, like you mentioned, whoever this person is, that you keep at a distance, whatever, at what point, you know, do you forgive them? What point do you continue to work with them or be in or have them in your life when you know that there's going to be a constant mm-hmm. lie all the time, and that, and that 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 lies are ongoing?
1: Yeah. So the, like you said, a lot of people have this idea of forgive and forget, right? And that's just not how it. We have to remember because otherwise we're going to get hurt again. We're setting ourselves up to hurt again. So in this case, you know, I forgive this person, but I don't have a relationship. A close relationship with them because a pattern of trustworthy behavior has not yet been set so if a pattern if so if they keep the same pattern of making things up like oh i just didn't get the text or oh i just didn't see the you know whatever or you know there's this constant like you just never know quite sure you know where the truth is then i keep them at a distance but if if there's a pattern of behavior over a period of time that shows a different that shows out of trust and honesty, then they can come closer and then you can have a relationship with them. But if they're not doing that, then you don't have to be close and have a relationship. You can keep them people get confused, I think, like they think that they're just like, oh, I'm supposed to forgive and so and then they let a person that's cheated on them in a relationship, like back into the house or back into the relationship or um, someone that has, you know, stolen or, or, you know, whatever it is. We think that, like, we just have to go right back to the same relationship, and that's not the case at all.
0: See, I've got the memory of a freaking elephant. Yeah, and Me that too. And that makes it difficult because sometimes things will happen, and then the other person doesn't remember. And so it's hard to bring up something sometimes from the past. Let's say if there's a pattern, okay, and then you finally – give the other person the benefit of the doubt. And then a couple times go by, 3 4 times and you are like, "Okay, now I'm done." And then they come back and like, "Well, why are you mad? Why are you walking away? Why are you cut me out? Why are you taking me off scene?" And it's like, "Well, because you've done these things." And they're like, "I don't remember that. You know, I didn't do that. I didn't do that." And cuz they don't remember it. And that's where it becomes difficult because I've had to do that with some people where I've had to I've decided that, you know, as I move forward in life at this particular stage that I'm in, that it's important for me to be able to put some stuff that have gone on behind me just bury it boom mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. and because it's been unhealthy and move forward with it without that in my life and so i'm forgetting it and i'm moving on and anybody that was a part of that is gone too okay and so somebody asked me you know why and i was trying to describe why some of the reasons some of the actions and stuff that led to this and they didn't remember it and so then now i'm the bad guy because i'm making up things to because i'm whatever you know they they, they take it as an assault on themselves mm. because they don't remember the things they've done mm. and so therefore they think i'm just making stuff up mm. and now it even escalates the mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. and again i can't deal with that so that's even mm-hmm. further in the box um, and so that's kind of the problem that I run into with dealing with sometimes with people is because it gets to the point because I'll let people have their way. And sometimes people say I'm too trusting or I give too much. Or I, someone told me the other day, the comment was, I don't walk away soon enough, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I was telling somebody else this. I was telling you know, I, I finally, you know, put this thing in the closet, lock the door and, you know, burn down the she shed. And um, and they said, do you, you walk away way too late sometimes? Yeah. And so, but that's part of the reason. And then when I go back to do that, there's still a longer history, but people don't remember the history and they forget. And then they think I'm just making stuff up.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot in there that that kind of confuses things because I think and I don't know the whole story there. So I'm just going to um, my response may or may not be accurate to your exact situation. But um, I think sometimes what happens is that in general is that when we are in relationships and there are offenses, people that are offending us, we don't say anything and we let it go. But then over time, when those offenses keep coming, then it starts to build up. And it's like, you know what? I just can't. I have to be done with this. Like, I can't. But because we didn't communicate anything to the other person and they're oblivious to it, it seems to come out of nowhere. And it's hurtful. It feels kind of like a betrayal. I've had that happen to me before in a a different type of scenario where things are going along and you think everything's fine. And then this person comes and says, oh, well i'm really hurt because of you know x y and z and it's like why are we talking about this now like why didn't you tell me then so that i had an opportunity to change my behavior because now it's like i can't what am i supposed to do with it now like you know six months or two years later like you know so i think we we are sometimes we can be afraid to say something because we don't know how it's going to go so then we bury it but then It comes back because it was really hurtful to us, right? And then the person is confused or sometimes they feel betrayed or they don't want to take responsibility for what you're saying. So then they throw it back anyway because they just don't want to, you know, even go there. So I think the lesson there is to learn to say things in the moment or say things at the time like, okay, that's comment was hurtful or and it's hard. It's really hard. Sometimes people say things and I'm like, eh, I don't want to deal with it right now, so I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. But it doesn't really do... I mean, it's not service to the relationship. And it, And you also have to decide if you want the relationship to be repaired. So, like, if you want there to be a relationship afterwards, stronger and better, then you can explain more and more. But if your goal is to end that relationship you probably don't have to explain very much and just put it on yourself and just be like this is a you know there's just things that i on that i'm struggling with here and i seem some of my behavior is kind of you know not good in this situation and so i'm just gonna you know bow out
0: yes i've taken some steps recently that has been quite healthy actually (laughs) because as i'm moving forward in life I'm at the point now where really I have a clean slate again. We've talked about, you know, stuff we've been involved with, and I actually have a clean slate. Outside of this show that we do here, I really have nothing that I'm tied to, okay? So I can do pretty much anything I want moving forward in life. And so in order for me to be in a healthy spot, there's been some things in the past that have happened, just in life, you know, uh, at former jobs whatever, that when you're out of it, when you're in the midst of that storm or you're in the midst of that mire, that quagmire, and you're in the midst of quicksand. Yeah, you might be sinking, but you really don't know just how bad it is, right? Because you're in it,
1: right? You and can't then see when you it. get
0: out of it, you realize, wow, that was really unhealthy. That was really bad. It could be rela- relationships are huge that way. I know people get in mm-hmm. relationships and then they're like, oh, wait a minute, and then they get out of it. and They're like, wow, that was really unhealthy. Why did I even stick around? Right. So I think the relationships is the biggest part of it. And so, but anyway, so I've taken some of these things and I've just, like I said, I've locked them away, buried them in the in in. Uh, in the past, and they're done. And it's actually been quite healthy, and some of those steps that I've taken uh, have actually made day-to-day living more enjoyable, Mm -hmm. because I'm not worried about all that other stuff. It's just, I'm just done with it. And so I think for me, it's healthy to be able to have that. Now, in some instances, you know, there's been new issues that have been brought up through uh, this COVID lockdown stuff that uh, obviously adds on to it, but I think it's more um, for the now, OK, because some of the people that I've had issues with, we've actually talked it out and we've actually come to an understanding, you know, and, and we're able to communicate, you know, mm-hmm. but but it's only because the issues are in the now. It's nothing right. before and in the future, it'll be nothing of it. And so um, so I think it's healthy for people to be able to do that. And then in order to get to that point, which is one of the reasons why we're here at the Kyoto Gardens at the Double Tree in Little Tokyo, downtown L.A., kind of like a Zen garden is because you have to be in a good place yourself. Mm-hmm. And in order to be in a good place yourself to make those decisions and to be comfortable and strong in those decisions, and for me it's been cutting off people. You know, cutting off people that I used to talk to, cutting off people that I used to you know, communicate with through social media or you know, maybe I worked with them or you know, whatever. I've, I've just cut them off. Um, and it's not like I went and told them. It's just I just stopped communicating. Mm-hmm. Because for me it was about me, and I didn't feel like I needed to explain it to anybody. This is, this is totally about me. And if someone came to me and said, hey, why did you X, Y, Z me? I'd be like, well, because it's about me, not you. And that's just it. Because I, I don't want to reopen those things. Right. It's done. Right. And I had to be in a healthy place. And that's one of the positives, I think, of the shutdown and everything that's gone on in my life is given me an opportunity to kind of process all the stuff that has gone on over the last few years and realize that some of the stuff I was involved in was really unhealthy. And other stuff that I was involved with... Was because of me making it unhealthy. I mean, just you know, too much time invested, time management, you know, not being uh, and that and not having my priorities straight. Because I was in that quicksand, and because I've been able to have them clarity now, I've been able to figure it all out. And so that's where I think the question of forgiveness comes. Okay, so yeah, you forgive the actions of the people that might have done wrong, especially, and I'm talking about especially when you haven't done anything wrong to them. Which happens. Mm-hmm. People do something wrong to you, but you haven't done anything wrong to them. So mm-hmm. it's not a two-way street. It's c- completely the wrong is coming at you. And, um, and so I cut those people out, and it's made life a whole lot better. But I had to get into a place where I'm healthy enough to realize and to not to cling and hold to that past, mm-hmm. thinking it's going to get better in the future. Mm-hmm. Just cut it off. I mean, we've mm-hmm. talked about it before. If you are someone who's going to tear down, that's all you're going to be as a destroyer. Mm-hmm. If you're a builder... You might have to tear down, you know, if you if you uh, do renovations, you might have to demolish, you know, your kitchen, you know, do some demo work, and then you're going to build it back up again. Mm-hmm. And so, for me in my life, that's what I've done over the past few weeks and months. Is I've demoed my life to the point of now rebuilding it in the renovation process, and I realize that some of this is just junk, throw it away, uh, restructure my foundation, get mm-hmm. it stronger, mm-hmm. so that then as I move forward now into this new world of this next generation of my life. Whatever I get into, I'm entering it in a healthy manner, and that's doing away with toxic relationships, doing away with old relationships that are just dead weight, Mm -hmm. uh, doing away with all kinds of stuff that isn't good, you know, pruning the bush back. So now as I grow again, and it took me to be in a healthy place. Mm -hmm. So people might be thinking that and wanting to do that, but maybe you're not quite ready yet because maybe you aren't in a healthy spot to do that.
1: Well, I'm glad I made the cut
0: so far <laughs> list isn't done yet
1: i'm still here so i'm glad i made the cut yes. so far i made so the first far. round you made the first I made round the first round so you're, you're, we'll see
0: you're into the second round of cuts <laughs> and so uh,
1: but but yeah i mean it's a that is a valid point like if you're not healthy enough because i've heard people say and i've mentioned this before that they were in a bad relationship and they'll say well i don't know you know why i married this person in the first place and they'll say well I didn't think that anybody else would marry me or I didn't think anybody else would love me or they're in a, an unhealthy dating relationship and they know it's unhealthy, but they're afraid to let it go because at least they have something and they know that they're like, I I know that this person doesn't treat me right. I know it's not good, but then if I break up with them, I'm not going to have anybody and I'm going to be lonely and lonely is worse than being treated poorly, I guess, in that Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't. I'm not sure I agree with that, but I mean, it's, it's very difficult to say, you know, to, to cut something off. And so if you're not in a healthy place, that's where these, um, bad relationships linger. And some of these, you know, not maybe it could just be friendship or, you know, families that are toxic. They just linger, 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 because at least we have something right. Um, a lot of codependency, a lot of addicts, families with addicts, you know, they'll hang on and hang on because they, because if they let go of this person, then they won't have, um, a father, mother, son, you know, daughter, whatever it is. Um, and they can't imagine life, you know, independent of that person, right? Because that's kind of like their identity. And so when we're not healthy, that's when we hang on way too soon. And then forgiveness, um, gets very confused because it's like, oh, I forgive them, but then there's no restitution. There's no consequences. There's no boundaries. There's no – there's all kinds of – it. Just and then it stays, and then there's more hurt and more pain and more confusion and on and on.
0: Cause, yeah, because there's a lot of stuff going on that is probably putting people at odds, and that makes it even more difficult because what is serious enough – to cause a rift? Is Mm -hmm. it permanent or is it something that can be patched up when, you know, everything simmers down a little bit? Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that I've always kind of been fortunate of, and that is a strong foundation in who I am, what my beliefs are, what my ideology is. So that way in the different circumstances that arise, I don't change much because I've already committed to this set of beliefs and Mm -hmm. values. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I don't ebb and flow with the tide. If the tide is going one way, I'm still firm in what I believe. If it's going the other way and the news is this way or the news is that way or this is happening or that is happening, I'm still firm in my ideology and my foundation because that's what I have established for myself. So it makes it easier for me to kind of maneuver some of the issues in life because I can go back to that, if that makes sense. Right. Okay. So like if someone lies to me, okay, then I don't have to get all oh, melodramatic about it because I know... In myself, how to deal with those people because Mm -hmm. uh, that's my set determination, but also being a nice guy. For example, it can add up, you know, Mm -hmm. because you you keep Mm -hmm. taking it and you keep, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting to kind of give the benefit of the doubt or you want to keep being nice to them or you want to keep thinking that you know through my actions maybe that will help them change. But at some point, you just got to cut it. Right, and just get rid of it because you're not the person to fix it. You're not the person to be the example. You're not the person to yeah. whatever it be. To save them yeah. or it's to change them. It's going to be somebody them. else that yeah. has to do that because I wasn't thought about that through the years. Um, what if I did, and then it's like, well, I might not have been the person to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. And so it's not always about us. Mm-hmm. So that's why if you're in a healthy, for me, in a healthy spot, I can make these decisions. And it's not like it's things that are like, oh my God, I need therapy and all this stuff. But no, it was just after a certain while, As life moves on, it's kind of like your computer. You know, Every once in a while, you have to uh, defragment your computer. Mm -hmm. You have to erase memory. You have to get rid Mm -hmm. of some things so that the storage is there again, so your computer functions again uh, properly. And so that's kind of what I'm talking about, defragmenting our lives. And for me to defragment some of that stuff and get it out so now that my life can operate at the optimum level that it should be, and as I take on new stuff, Mm -hmm. better stuff, all that old junk is gone and there's space for the new stuff.
1: Yeah and I would caution, I would throw a caution flag out on that um, scenario because it is good to get rid of the clutter but then there's a second step in there um, that we have to heal the behavior that caused us to get into that clutter in the first place. So a lot like if we just bury our stuff, like we could get rid of the people and the scenarios and the the, um, you know, the jobs or whatever it was, we could get rid of the thing or the person that was draining us and we can clear everything out. But we, there's a step deeper when you go down to the root, um, is that we have to ask ourselves, what was the behavior that I had that attracted this person in the first place or got me into this position in the first place? Or because it's not just the... It's not just the people or the relationship or the job or the project or the whatever it is. It's, it's, we had to engage in that. And so we have to look at why did we engage in that in the first place? And you mentioned a couple already. It's like, you know, we want people to like us. We want to be, we want to help the person. We want to feel like we're, you know, doing right by the community. (coughs) Excuse me. And so there's all kinds of reasons why, you know, we don't want to be lonely. There's all kinds of reasons why we hang on and hang on and hang on and try to make things work. And so we can finally get to the point where, like, okay, I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. But we have to address because if we don't address it, we're going to do it again. It's going to We're going to exhibit that same sort of behavior pattern and, and attract another unhealthy person or another unhealthy whatever job or whatever. And then we're going to be – that's why a lot of times where people that um, – get a divorce and then get remarried, they end up remarrying a person who has the exact same behavior patterns as the first marriage because they didn't, they didn't, they never went back to reconcile. Like, why did I get involved with that person in the first place? And if they don't answer that question, they're going to, they have this new person with the same set of behaviors as the old person. And then the patterns just going to start all over again.
0: Yeah. So I need to stop saving my stuff to the desktop and yeah. putting it on the drive <laughs> because then that stops bogging down the computer.
1: Yeah, but yeah, so like recognizing, like, okay, this relationship or, you know, whatever, I got to get rid of it. But then I have to look at myself like, what did I do to, you know, make that situation happen, that chaos in the first right. place? And that's what we have to ask ourselves and work. That part cannot be buried. So we bury the relationship, but. You cannot, you can't bury the thing that got you there in the first place. Yeah, but
0: see for me, all that is gone because I'm no longer in those environments.
1: Right, but you are, wherever you go, there you are. So it's not the environment that caused the, whatever, the chaos, it's you. I'm
0: blaming the environment.
1: Yeah, so, but you were, you went to that environment. So you could take yourself out and say, okay, I'm done with all that. But you, those behaviors and those mechanisms are still in you so you could take them to the next environment and repeat it all over again, if you're not careful, like if you don't understand what it is that you brought to that environment in the first place.
0: Someone asked me one time early in the year before all this stuff and, um, you know, what's 2020 resolutions, anything? And I'm like, no, I never do resolutions. And we've talked about this on the show before. I'm like, no, I don't do resolutions, but I said, I'm going to make 2020 the year of me. And they're like, what you I think
1: you did say that. I remember.
0: I said, it's going to be a me. You're you year of me. I'm taking care of myself first, and then everybody else will come secondary. And I think as we're moving into now the second half of the year, even though there's been a lot of stuff going on just on the world, I think that I've been true to that because I've been focusing on me first. And I think now we're at the point here, having this conversation where because it started back in January, focusing on me first... Uh, I can get to the point where I am now where I'm at Mm
1: -hmm. and be
0: able to say that Mm -hmm. because it is about me first and taking care of me first and getting everything because, again, everybody's moving into pretty much a new way of living once we emerge from whatever we're going through right now. You know, Who knows what that's going to be like? And so why not get that fresh start and have that fresh start happen, like do the remodeling now. So that you can have the break the the big you know open house grand finale you know show off showcase when things open up again, you know yeah, our-
1: I think it's the perfect time to evaluate the relationships, and it's hard because if we are in a bad relationship <clears throat> or a bad marriage and you know and we're kind of sort of locked down still, mm-hmm. not as much as we were, but it's still harder to be independent and get away um. It is a good time to really examine and to really work on it. And, and I just want to say, too, about forgiveness, that um, forgiveness is letting go of the punishment. So, for example, if you hurt me and, and I'm of the mindset that, you know, I need to forgive you, forgiving you isn't just saying, oh, it's okay, um, you know, I forgive you, let's just go back to the way things were. Forgiveness, like, there's a debt there. Right. And so the debt is, is that, you know, I have hurt feelings or I have hurt um, finances or I have hurt whatever it is that you did to offend me. There's something there. Right. So I have a pain um, that has to be um, taken care of. And you can't. The sucky part of forgiveness is that there's nothing that you can do to, to fix my pain. I have to fix my pain. So forgiveness is fixing what someone else broke, which is really awful. It doesn't seem fair, but that's the way that it works, right? And we don't want to fix our own pain. We want to punish the other person. I want to make you pay for what you did. And I want you to hurt as much as I'm hurting. So I will not forgive you because I want you to continue to to hurt. And I want you... I want to make sure... I'm going to control... I'm going to make sure that you get what's coming to you. I want to make sure you get your, your consequences, your justice, you know, whatever it is. I want you to pay for it, right? So forgiveness is saying... I'm not going to pay attention to that anymore. I'm going to erase the debt and I'm going to fix my own pain. Like I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to have revenge. I'm not going to pay attention to, are you you know getting what's coming to you? That's, I'm going to let it go. That's the forgiveness part. But if you want the relationship to continue and you want to repair the relationship, there's restitution that you might have to make. Like I hear a lot of times, people say that like the there was like an affair or something in the marriage, and and the person will say, "Oh, I'm sorry," and then they come right back in the house, and they have another affair, and they leave, and then they come back in the house, and the person just keeps letting them come and go. No, you don't get to come back. You have to make restitution. You have to go to a support group. You have to go to a counselor. You have to, you know, all these different things to to build a different type of behavior, trustworthy behavior over time. That pattern has to be over time. And if they don't do that then you don't, the relationship doesn't come back. So there's no, it's not just like if you forgive someone, the automatic relationship comes back. They have to earn it back. They have to, that trust has to be rebuilt over several months or years or whatever. So, but I'm, the the forgiveness part is I'm going to not hold you accountable for my pain. I'm going to fix my pain. Or, you know, if we're going to restore the relationship, then we'll do it together. But I'm going to erase that debt that you owe me. And I think that's a lot of people don't understand. Because they'll say like, oh, I forgive you. But then I'm still waiting for you to get your, I hope you get, you know, <laughs>
0: get in what's a car crash. Or I hope
1: it gets coming to you, right? Or
0: like what people are saying, now, I hope you get COVID.
1: Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, that that means that you're in my head. And I'm obsessing over your pain. And I really, you know, want you to feel. And that's not. That's bitterness and everything else.
0: Are those ducks behind us?
1: Yes. No, they're birds. The birds? They're just. I thought they were ducks. They were That's ducks why too. I turned, and it was like yeah, we're
0: outdoors. We're obviously. gonna get attacked. And- oh, obviously outdoors, and so we're maneuvering around the, the habitat elements today. <laughs> of wildlife in this, cl- in this Last case. Last week birds. it was
1: the sirens and the helicopters, yes. and this week this it's like the, the birds. That's foul. <laughs> The foul. We are outside at the Double Tree Hotel in downtown LA, so you just never know.
0: Yeah, I might uh, we might do our show here all the time. It's kind of been this peaceful. right now. I right now is, like, man. I didn't w I was looking around and I was thinking, well maybe she thinks I'm not interested in what you're saying <laughs> but I was like taking it all in because it's like talking about like the perfect like the perfect, you know, cause there's a
1: breeze. Yeah, there's I mean, it's shame. like talk about
0: just perfect Zen. This is yeah. what it is. You know, you got some noise going on, but you know, where else it's can minimal, you do? Yeah. Where else can you be where you've got, you know, the, uh, there's like a babbling brook behind us or a uh, waterfall to the left and right of us, birds flying around. Bird
1: family walking uh, around back you know, there.
0: perfect weather right now. I don't know, you know, what it's like where you're at right now, but it's like perfect weather right now with a slight breeze.
1: Last week, it was a hundred and yes. something. It was, I was baking. It was so hot. And
0: so you talk about, you know, being kind of like in that perfect zen moment of peace and self-care. It's almost like I'm ready just to throw out the yoga mat and just let's do <laughs> something two right here. Over know, there. Yeah, two mats two mats.
1: Lay down, take a nap uh, in the breeze which, in the shade.
0: Which, uh... And so, uh, and, and so, again, as things open up, and hopefully they do, you know, you might want to find yourself at a place where you can go get healthy, where you can take care of yourself, where you can then get to the point where you can make good decisions mm-hmm. and base those decisions on, okay, as I move forward now, will I be able to have these good relationships? Will I be able to mend relationships? Are these relationships fixable? Are they just toxic and I need to just do away with them? You know? But mm-hmm. you can't make those decisions unless you're healthy. Right. And we can't get healthy. Unless, unless we you take get care, help. Right. and Unless we take care of ourselves. And there's people out there. I mean, I know a couple, uh, it's been a few shows ago. You know, we were at Hillside Wellness Center with Dr. Irene, you know. There's people out there that can help mm-hmm. if you just need to talk, you mm-hmm. know. And again, going to therapy and seeking help from anybody else, whether it be a counselor, a therapist, a pastor, a priest, you know, a spiritual advisor. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not a sign of weakness. It's just sometimes you might need someone to talk to. Um,
1: I saw a commercial last night with Michael Phelps.
0: Yeah, he has that And talk. he was
1: advertising, yeah. Yeah. you know, getting yeah. help. And he was saying that um, the last six months of this COVID thing has been a real struggle for him because he's a very structured person. Mm-hmm. And when he doesn't have that structure, then he gets kind of lost. And his depression is really coming on heavy right now in the middle of COVID. And there's a lot of mental health um Issues that are being, that are magnified right now in COVID. And so, um, yeah, there's no, and sometimes we just need someone to, I remember one time when I, um, I was engaged actually and I broke up um, with this person and all I needed was um, someone to come alongside me. I just needed someone to be brave for me and with me. And I remember I went and talked to this lady, and I sat there and cried for twenty minutes. I just sat there and sobbed because I had like been holding it in and holding it in and holding it in. And then when I finally, it just felt like such a relief to have somebody that understood. And I just sat there and like sobbed for twenty minutes, and she just like sitting <laughs> waiting for me to stop. And I was like, I'm so, and I was like apologizing, and I just couldn't stop crying because it just like. All that bottled up emotion, you know, just kind of came out. and um,
0: Was it Elsa, Let It Go?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Was it Elsa that sang Let It Go from so. Frozen?
1: Yes, from Frozen.
0: And uh, sometimes you have to do it, just kind of let it go. And sometimes mm-hmm. you have to have that avenue to let it go. Yes. Um, but it's important. It's important to make sure... That we take care of ourselves first and foremost to be in that position, Mm -hmm. at least for me anyways. So that can be in the position to make healthy decisions, healthy choices. And the world we live in, it's even now more important. Mm -hmm. And even when it comes to like forgiveness and things like that, it's even more important to just kind of not really hold that grudge because there's too much other stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And if you can, it's okay to forgive and move on. And forget about that. Uh, cut the relationship if you have to. Yeah. Because that's healthy. And we already have too much stuff going on. As it is, we don't need all this other stuff.
1: And sometimes we need to forgive ourselves. Yep. Like, th- there's, Just don't forget
0: yourself. Yeah. You yeah. Got don't forget
1: yourself. But sometimes that's the step that we, we're like, you know, we need to give ourselves some grace. Like, okay, I made a mistake or I got involved in this and I shouldn't have. And I, you know, we just need to give ourselves a little bit of grace and just say, I don't deserve this like sometimes we are in relationships where we are treated we know that we are not being treated properly we know that we are not treating the other person properly um but we stay because we feel that shame of like oh my gosh you know what are people going to think if I break up or what are they I can't handle showing that you know admitting that I made all these mistakes I'm going to try really hard to make it work it's just there's no Just, yeah, get some help and get yourself healthy. You are worthy. You are worth it. Um, Get somebody to tell you that.
0: Well, that's the thing. I think sometimes people will make decisions based on how the other person might feel. And you Mm -hmm. can't do that. Right. So if you're in a bad relationship, you can't worry about how the other person is going to feel. Right. You just have to break up with them. Or you are in an environment where maybe you're an employer and your employee has to go because mm-hmm. it's just really to that point where that employee has to go. Yep. But you feel bad because maybe there's no job for that. Maybe unemployment, maybe yep. this, maybe that. But you know what? At some point, that's not your decision anymore. That's not your responsibility anymore mm-hmm. because you have a responsibility to the business. Mm-hmm. And so you might have to make that tough decision. Or maybe uh, a parent to a kid or siblings or um, you know any other situation that might come up. Neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, There might be a point in time when that time comes where you have to make a decision based on what's best for you. And you can't worry about what the other people think or feel.
1: Yeah. Leaders are people who are able to make the tough decisions for the greater good. And, and we forget that we forget that we ourselves can be leaders and we can stand up for ourselves and just say, I, I need better. I deserve better. I mean, they could be the other way too, that like we're being selfish or spoiled or arrogant. That's another situation. But there's a lot of insecurity. There's a lot of people. I just talked to a lady the other day who um, she was having like self-worth problems and she's a perfectionist. And she's like, I just can't. You know, I know God's forgiven me, but I can't forgive me. And I'm like, well, why are you holding yourself to such as to a standard that even God doesn't hold you to? Like, and she just couldn't let it go. She, you know, she just had so much, like, I should have done better. She was, you know, shitting all over herself.
0: Should. Yeah. Don't shoot on yourself. Don't shoot on
1: yourself. Um, that's going to be in our swag shop soon if the... If the uh, print um, yes. shops, as soon as the print shop's open Talking back up another again, another
0: obstacle. We've it's got on all the kinds, yes, of <laughs> stuff that Tara's working on as far as the merchandise and the swag. Yeah, that's being and they're backlogged. Closed.
1: They're backlogged right now, so I'm not able to upload. Although new I am one. excited because
0: I had to, um, I had to go through alternative means, and the next time we get together, yes, there'll be some new stuff to unveil. Really? Yes, I'm not telling you. Cool. You have to wait and see. Um, but, yeah, we are Two Steps Ahead Podcast. We highlight the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. Hey, you can check us out on Instagram. Go to uh, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, T-W-O, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, and you can uh, like our page, like our stuff. And then also if you go to the bio, it's a Linktree bio. You click the bio and some options come up. And You can click those options. One of them is the Swag Shop where you can buy the merchandise. Another one is you can watch our videos on YouTube. You can listen to the show on Pandora, Spotify, SoundCloud. I think there's iHeartMedia, even Google Podcast. Um, So all those options are right there with one click of a button. Or if you're just out and about and you want to uh, Google search Two Steps Ahead Podcast, TWO, it pops up and we're right there too. So we're pretty easy to find. Mm -hmm. And then also uh, we're on TV in the Pasadena area in Long Beach and Santa Clarita Valley and some other places coming soon, hopefully, uh, to a TV near you. Uh, my personal Instagram is at Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. Um E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. I had some people, uh, one person in particular, reach out to me. He talked about a, a previous show that we did and shared some insights and some thoughts. And so we always appreciate what you have to say. Even if you have something to contribute as far as an opinion or a thought about what we've uh, been talking about, please share it. Um, because or a that's topic always, suggestion. Yeah, a topic suggestion. But we always like input. We always like to hear from you because it's exciting to... To kind of get feedback. You know, in my background in radio was uh, you take phone calls and listen to what the fun. people have to yeah. say. And <laughs> since we're not really in a position to do that right now, maybe you can send us your feedback and your comments through uh, direct message. Uh, on Instagram, either at Two Steps Ed Podcast or at, uh, Edom Rocks. Um, and let us know. Let us know what you think and, and, um, and your thoughts on things and your opinions and, and, you know, maybe some of the experiences you've been going through because we've talked about in the past where we like to draw on people's experiences mm-hmm. as opposed to listening to, you know, news media, people right. tell us what, you know, you tell us what's going on. You tell us what you're experiencing. And we'd definitely love to hear that from you. So, uh, Two Steps Ed Podcast, TWO on, Instagram or at Eidemaroks, E I D E M R O C K S.
1: And I am at Tara Hokeshiro, T A R A H O K E S C H I R O. And there's a link in my bio as well for my website, the swag shop, YouTube videos, all that good stuff.
0: And her website is www, which is, I think, redundant these days, but uh, <laughs> com. <www.tarashiro.com. laughs> And you can find out (laughs) blog stuff, you can find out swag stuff, you can watch the videos there too. So, uh, you know, one stop shopping there as well. Hey again, special thank you to the Doubletree Hilton and David and his staff. Uh, for letting us come down to the Kyoto Gardens to uh, do our show again for the second week in a row, we really appreciate it, yes. Little Tokyo. So, if you're looking for a place to get away, maybe you, uh, when things open up, you need a convention. Maybe you need a place to gather. Maybe you want to use the uh, the Kyoto Gardens for a meeting, for relaxation. They're going to do yoga and stuff like that it's eventually at some point. A wedding. Uh, come on down and check them out, and uh, they will definitely help you with all you need. And it's in uh, a pretty convenient location, too, when you consider Los Angeles. It's right off the freeway. Um, and so it's a really cool spot. Uh, we are Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. Take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great, be kind, and don't be an a-hole.
1: <laughs> Thanks, guys.